Well, as I like to say, another day, another podcast. This is Dr. Joe Galati of the self-named podcast, the Dr. Joe Galati podcast. This is season eight, episode number two, and we're going to be talking about stroke. Everything you need to know about stroke, we will be talking about on this podcast, talking about signs and symptoms of a stroke, risk factors that, yes, you can change. And that's the most important part of this and how to call for help and make sure you go to a level one stroke center. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, to follow us along, of course, our website, drjoegalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter. All of our health and wellness information is posted there. You can get a copy of my book, Eating Yourself Sick, and even download a chapter of the audiobook if you are so interested at uh, drjoegalati.com. And of course, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of our social media channels are there. I highly recommend that you follow us because the bigger community that we have, the more people we could reach out to and touch and influence and help out. And of course, the podcast, follow along on the podcast. It is on the usual platforms between Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher. They're all available there. Whatever you like, they're, they're all the same. It's just a matter of whatever software you download. It's interesting. A patient sent me a text recently with a saying, and he is claiming that Nelson Mandela had stated this first. And the statement is, or the quote is, it's never too late to do the right thing. And that has absolutely resonated with me. And especially in the health and wellness space, it is never too late to do the right thing. And what is the right thing? Now, you know what the right thing is. It is to cut down on your alcohol, cut down or stop smoking, lose weight, don't have that extra piece of dessert or have a half piece of dessert, and to get your blood pressure checked and go to the doctor and get the sleep, avoid risky behavior. There's a million and one things that would be classified as the right thing to do, and you know what the right thing to do is. And it is never too late to do that right thing. And so in the practice of medicine, the patients that I see, the vast majority are those that have had a problem that has gone on for just too long. And it's quite upsetting to see. So it's never too late to do the right thing. Think of it all the time. I appreciate your tuning in to the podcast. Share our message. And of course, always send me a message, drop me a line, and we can talk. Take care. Initialize sequence now. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas, home to the world's largest medical center. Uh, approach phase, everything looking good. Is your health first? 
the most beneficial health program on radio with Dr. Joe Galati. During the next hour, you'll learn about health, wellness, and the prevention of disease. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Galati. Well, a marvelous Sunday to everybody. Welcome to Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. We're here every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. And here we are at the beginning of the new year, 2023. So glad you're all here tonight tuning in, taking an hour of your time and trying to raise your health IQ and make you better consumers of healthcare. That is, in a sense, our motto. And 2023 actually is the start of our 21st year on the radio here at KTRH and the iHeart Radio family broadcasting around the country on the iHeart app. And it was, I believe it was March of 20, 2003. That's right, I got to do my math. March of 2003 that I first came on the radio, and it has been a marvelous experience every Sunday evening. And we're on the evening now, but in the first couple of years, I was on at 12 noon, then I was on at 2 o'clock, but now we've been in the 7 o'clock space for a good number of years. Our website to follow along with what we do, drjoegalati.com, drjoegalati.com. And, of course, you could sign up for our newsletter, find out about all of our other social media channels, be it Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And most importantly, sign up for our newsletter. It's a newsletter that we send out every Saturday morning covering truly all aspects of health and wellness, exercise, diet, nutrition. We give recipes. We talk about things that are in the news and we try to interpret them so you have a better understanding of it and a lot of fun to put together with my team. But you have to sign up for the newsletter. Go to drjoegalati.com. And of course, you could sign up and get a copy of my book, Eating Yourself Sick, also available with the links on drjoegalati.com. All right, so with the new year, we're unfortunately starting off with some bad news, and if you are followers of KTRH and Houston Radio, you know that earlier last week, Randy Lemon, who had been the longtime host of Garden Line, which was a permanent fixture on Houston Radio every Saturday and Sunday morning, passed away while he was traveling in New York. And since that happened, I believe on Thursday, there have been a number of tributes towards Randy. I know this weekend, Saturday and Sunday on Garden Line, there were guest hosts. Michael Garfield was on this morning and others that knew Randy really well. But it, it, I was shocked when I got word from our iHeart team that Randy had passed away and the word was that he passed away from complications of a stroke. Now, during these very difficult times where you hear a person unexpectedly coming down with a particular problem, in this case, having a serious stroke, 
it always gives us pause and it's an opportunity for us to reflect back on am I at risk for a stroke? Or you could fill in the blank for any other medical condition. You hear that somebody had a heart attack or you heard that somebody got lung cancer. And and it is human nature to pause for just a minute and say, wait a second, he looked healthy. He was very busy and active. He was ubiquitous, both on the radio, he was on TV, doing various spots with local TV stations. He was making personal appearances all throughout the greater Houston area and beyond. And it's always a surprise and it's a shock and it's always very sad. And for most, they will say, well, what is it that I could do so that this does not happen to me? Randy was 61 years old and it's so unfortunately died on his birthday. And regardless of the day, it's, it's something you never really want to see. But when it comes down to stroke, the natural question is, hey, do I know everything about stroke? What is a stroke? What are the risk factors for stroke? And what can I do? And that is the key thing here. How can I, how can you, the great listeners of iHeartRadio, how can you make a personal adjustment to your lifestyle to reduce the risk of a stroke. And you may say, well, I know a guy at work or Aunt Betty who had a stroke and they seem to be doing okay. Well, you have to keep in mind that a number of people have a stroke and I'll get into that. And it could be outright fatal immediately or leave you significantly disabled and whatever normal lifestyle you are accustomed to today, kiss it goodbye, you are going to be significantly disabled. So we don't want these things to happen. So, you know, for the, the first part of the program today, I want to go over in some detail what exactly is stroke. And so everybody listening can make these adjustments for themselves or they can make adjustments for family members that have various risk factors. So, when you, you, when you think of a stroke, think of it as a brain attack. Now, we, we know about heart attack, or at least you should know about heart attack. A heart attack occurs when circulation to the heart, the blood, the blood circulation and the blood that is rich in oxygen, and that keeps all of our tissue nice and healthy, when there is a sudden blockage of blood and circulation to the heart, that part of the heart tissue will die. And if it dies or it's damaged, it will not work as well. Think of that with the brain. So if you have many, many branches of blood vessels going into your brain, and most of these are going to be arteries or branches of arteries coming from your, coming from your heart up to your brain, if you have a blockage, a stroke, that is where the blood supply to the brain is diminished, it's damaged, and you will get damage to that part of the brain that is receiving blood flow. It's a plumbing problem. You're blocking off the blood flow. Now, there are two types of strokes that you could have. 
The more common is what is called an ischemic stroke, meaning blood is not going to go to that part of the brain. Usually it's related to a clot, some sort of fatty deposit that breaks loose, or plaque. You've heard of plaque in the arteries in your body or cholesterol deposits. These can break loose and literally plug a small branch of an artery going to your brain and you develop this brain attack, a stroke, and damage to that tissue. Now, the other type is what's called a hemorrhagic stroke. And this is where a blood vessel will burst. It'll literally rupture and you bleed into your brain. This is many times related to high blood pressure, hypertension, or an aneurysm of one of the arteries. And an aneurysm is a is an abnormal development. It's a weakening of the artery. The walls become thin, and under higher pressure, usually, it will burst, literally like a, a like a like a bicycle tire. It will burst and you will bleed into your brain, causing, in many cases, massive brain damage that may not be associated with survival. So the, the first lesson here is two kinds of strokes, an ischemic stroke or a hemorrhagic stroke. All right, what we're going to do, time is just going so fast this evening. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, what are your risk factors for stroke and do you have any? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Your radio or your smart device is tuned in to Your Health First. We're here Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. And as I said earlier in the program, our goal, my team's goal, is to make you better consumers of health care and to raise your health IQ. Period. End of story. We want to make you truly understand how to take care of your body, what are the early warning signs, and what do you do to, to stay out of the doctor's office outside of routine checkups and stay out of the emergency room and stay out of the hospital where possible. That is the whole goal. DrJoeGalati.com is our website. D-R-J-O-E-G-A-L-A-T-I is our website. Sign up for the newsletter. Find out about all that we do. Our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube pages, you could send me a message, sign up for our newsletter. It is all there, drjoegalati.com. Now, we have been talking about Randy Lemon, who uh, very, very unfortunately passed away last week from complications of a stroke. Now, whenever we talk about somebody that is in the news, somebody that we're all very familiar with, Randy was the kind of guy that, not only did I know him from the radio, obviously, in the 20-plus years that I've been around iHeart, but certainly listening to the show and calling in. And I would, um, a few times a year, text him or call him to say, look, I got brown patch in my backyard. I got weeds. I got uh, some sort of fungus on my trees. What do I do? And he was always, always so gracious to answer my call 
and uh, and 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 talk with me. But when we're talking about a, a a person that we're all familiar with and they have a medical condition, let me just say for uh, for clarity. I never took care of Randy. I do not know the details of his issues when he became ill last week. And uh, I am not, uh, I know nothing about his medical history. So when I'm talking about stroke and risk factors, I know nothing about his particular case, just to keep it uh, uh, clear with everybody and, of course, be respectful to him and his family and whatever medical issues we all have. So we've been talking about stroke and we talked about ischemic stroke and a hemorrhagic stroke. The one thing that I want to comment on sort of this in between is something called a TIA. It's called a transient ischemic attack. And that many times people will call that a mini stroke. And this is where for literally a few minutes, you may have weakness in an arm, slurred speech, your face will droop, your smile will be a little asymmetric. And miraculously, this goes away. And uh, for a lot of people, they really feel uncomfortable uh, calling their doctor, calling 911, calling a family member to say, hey, there's something going on. There is this inborn mechanism, and I can't say that it's right, that people will say, if I just wait maybe 10 minutes, this whole thing will go away and I'll be fine. Well, with a TIA, the, the, the actual definition of a TIA is that it is transient. It will go away in a short period of time. But the problem is one third of all TIAs will turn into a major stroke within one year. 10 to 15% of a TIA will turn into a major stroke within three months. So a TIA, transient ischemic attack, a mini stroke, has clarifications in that you are a time bomb for something else really bad happening. And so if you or somebody you're with is having a TIA, you have to call 911 immediately. You do not want to sit on it because you do not know if this is going to reverse and the blood flow improves or this is going to turn into a real catastrophe. Now, the other thing that we we, we tell our patients and we tell the community is something called FAST. Now, I think we could all remember the word FAST. It stands for face, arm weakness, speech difficulty, and it is time, we have to act quickly to call 911. We want to quickly initiate treatment maximum, and this really is a maximum, this should not be the standard. Within three hours, you want to have somebody at the emergency room if they have these fast symptoms. Facial Weakness, arm weakness, speech difficulty, typically slurred speech, and time that you want to get them uh, to call 911. Now, the typical symptoms of a stroke, you could have numbness, numbness of your face, numbness of your arm or leg, some confusion. Now, it doesn't have to be somebody that is completely uh, 
uh, confused and obtunded, just some mild confusion where you're having a conversation with them and they forget some basic facts that you're like, wait a second, we've talked about this. You should know who Pete Johnson is and how he's been your boss for 25 years. So be careful on the confusion. Trouble seeing, sort of blacked out parts of your field of vision. Trouble walking, a little bit of weakness or a little bit of staggering with your balance or a headache. Now for women, women always seem to have slightly different cardiovascular symptoms compared to men. Women may complain of just some generalized weakness, a little fatigue, a little nausea and vomiting, and unfortunately, this can be brushed off and ignored. But you all know now, call 911 immediately. Now, risk factors, so those are the symptoms. This is what you'll be seeing outward, either in yourself or somebody that you're with. The risk factors, and this is where it is absolutely key to know your risk factors because whether it is a risk factor for a stroke, what are your risk factors for? Heart attack, risk factors for liver disease, risk factors for kidney disease, risk factors for infections, risk factors for cancer, risk factors for dementia. All of these, it the, the greatest thing that all of you can try to realize and organize in your head is knowing your risk factors for these other more serious medical conditions. And knowing the risk factors means you can intervene early. Okay, we're going we're gonna to take a break. I see Sally Adams waving me down to do the news, traffic, and weather. And we are going to follow up, and the question is, do you know... Yes, you, sitting at, sitting at home, sitting in your car, listening to the radio. Do you know your risk factors for a stroke? We're going to go over it. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. DrJoeGalati.com is our website. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati. Thanks for tuning in to Your Health First tonight. And throughout this evening so far, we've been talking about Randy Lemon and the great impact he had on so many people here in the Houston and Texas area with all of the knowledge and joy that he brought to us with regard to our lawns, our plants, our trees, our gardens. It, it really was amazing because so many people receive so much joy from their the beauty of their backyard whether it is a small little you know you know a lot of people have just small little uh, you know a 20 by 20 backyard and they want to try to beautify it and Randy always had a solution he always had the tricks of the trade to beautify your area, and it was always a joy. It, it, Randy was a permanent fixture in our house, Saturday and Sunday morning. We may not have had an immediate garden problem, but just listening to him and listening to the callers that would dial in and listening to them, it certainly was educational, but at times it was very entertaining, and Randy did an absolutely marvelous job and such a great 
resource, uh, a wonderful colleague to work with, somebody that was the backbone of our Houston and Texas community, and of course, his children and family and all that loved him. It really is going to be a great loss, and the the shoes that are going to have to be filled is is going to be challenging without a doubt. But uh, so we we have been talking about stroke. And as I said earlier, I had absolutely no knowledge of Randy's medical history. Was he on medicine? He wasn't on medicine. I just, that's not the point of this. This is the point of this here, as always with me and your health first is to Try to have all of you think you hear about a person, and this is not just about this particular case, but you always hear about somebody that had an accident. You want to try to learn from this so that you can help somebody else out. And of course, stroke is a very big, a very big problem from a healthcare standpoint because there's no such thing as having a light stroke. Strokes are something you don't want ever to to have or something to tolerate. So we were talking before the break about the risk factors for a stroke. And this is where you have to basically hit the pause button, time out and say, let me listen either for myself or for my family, a husband, a wife, a child, a best friend, a coworker, so that they do not get into trouble. So The first risk factor is having a prior TIA. We talked about that before, a transient ischemic attack, a mini stroke. If you have one of these, you are uh, very high risk for having a more major stroke. So that's number one. The second thing is high blood pressure, hypertension. Now, there are about 670,000 deaths per year related to high blood pressure. There are 116 million, 116 million people that have hypertension in the United States. So this is no small number. Now, everybody seems to know their blood pressure. 140 over 60, 130 over 80, uh, 190 over 80, whatever the case may be. The American Heart Association and other officiating bodies have come up to say your target Normal blood pressure is 120 or less. That's that top number, the systolic blood pressure. Because there are people walking around here, and you may be one of them. You have a blood pressure of 140 over 60. Yeah, but my doctor doesn't really care. He's it's it's okay. You know, I I, I try to eat better, I try to exercise, but 140, 150 over 80, I feel fine. Uh, excuse me. No, that is not good enough. That is putting you at risk not only for heart disease and kidney disease, but for stroke. So if you are there and you are listening and your blood pressure is above that number, say it's in the 140s, the 150s, on or off medicine, that is not very well controlled blood pressure. You are a sitting duck for some medical catastrophe. Either go to your doctor and and say, look, I want my blood pressure even lower Or number two, find another doctor. Find somebody that's going to aggressively lower the blood pressure. Second thing is cholesterol. Elevated cholesterol, elevated triglycerides are going to put you at risk for stroke because as the cholesterol and triglyceride 
deposits increase in your arterial blood system, there is the risk that these can break off, plug up a blood vessel, not only to your heart, but to your brain and cause a stroke. The other is any other sort of heart disease. It may be something called coronary artery disease, or it could be something like atrial fibrillation. Now, we've talked about atrial fibrillation, which is a fluttering, an irregular contraction of the top part of your heart. That leads to a clot formation in the top chamber of the heart, which we can then move to the lower chamber of the heart, which is the ventricle, and then it is ejected out of your heart up to your brain. And bingo, you get a clot to the brain, which is a stroke. So as we are seeing more and more cases of atrial fibrillation, which by the way is related to obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, sleep apnea, we are going to see more strokes. So in addition to heart disease, diabetes, even pre-diabetes, but here again, people that have diabetes very commonly have hypertension. So all of these stroke risk factors seem to run together and they, they sort of run as a pack of thieves. These are a bunch of bad players that are hanging out. So diabetes, whether you have type 1 diabetes, which means you require insulin, or type 2 diabetes, which is what we call adult onset diabetes, typically you may not need insulin replacement, but still you need to get it medically treated, again, through diet, exercise, and weight loss. All of this is putting you at risk for stroke. The last couple is obesity. Now, you've, if, if you know me, if you know the program, Your Health First, you know what I do taking care of my patients in our practice, Liver Specialists of Texas, you know that obesity for me is the central part of so many chronic health condition. So where there is obesity, there is hypertension, there's diabetes, there is elevated cholesterol and triglycerides. So if you look at uh, one single risk factor for stroke, obesity is going to be a big one. So you have to, again, take stock, be honest with yourself and look at the state of obesity or how overweight you are. And last thing for African-Americans, sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease is an abnormal formation of a particular type of hemoglobin, which causes your red blood cells to take on a sickle or a sort of a half moon shape. These are red blood cells that are a little bit more stiff. They're a little bit irregular. They can clump and cause thrombosis or clots. And of course they can happen in the brain. The other risk factor for stroke is age. After 55 years old, and of course, none of us want to admit that we're getting older. After 55 years old, your risk of stroke doubles every 10 years. All right. So again, we have to look in the mirror and say, look, I'm getting a little bit older. These risk factors are creeping up. Let me be honest and let me look into these things. Now, the other, again, there's so many of these things to go over. Carotid artery disease. Now, the carotid arteries are in your neck. 
And they are the major arteries that really feed the blood to your brain. There are people that develop plaque and buildup and calcifications in these main arteries going to the brain. And many times when you're getting worked up by a cardiologist or your internal medicine doctor or your family practitioner, if you have high cholesterol, you got a little diabetes, hypertension, you may go for an echocardiogram, which is a sound wave test of your heart, they may actually include a Doppler study, sort of a sound wave test of the carotid arteries in your neck, and they can identify if there is narrowing and if there is plaque buildup. And so this may be a very important test that you go for to see if you are at risk. Now, the troubling part with a lot of this is that you may not have any symptoms. You're generally feeling okay. Yes, you're overweight. Yes, you have hypertension. Yes, you got a touch of diabetes. But you're getting up, putting your pants and shoes on, and doing your thing every day. But you have to take pause. You have to take pause. And lastly, of course, lack of exercise, excess alcohol, and smoking. Smoking is a very bad player with regard to the risk for stroke. All right. Final segment coming up. We certainly have covered a heck of a lot of ground here. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Go to drjoegalati.com, our newsletter. Of course, in our newsletter, we talk about these types of stories to keep everybody informed on a weekly basis. drjoegalati.com. All right, final segment coming up. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Well, final segment of tonight's Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati, and I do thank you all for tuning in every Sunday evening. We're here between the hour of 7 and 8 p.m., and it's the first program of the new year, 2023. It was a marvelous day today. Yesterday was pretty nice. We got some storms that swept through, but we have to take advantage of the weather here this time of the year. It was up, I don't know, it may have been up in the high 60s, uh, 70s today. I went out with my wife for a walk. We got outside. We did stuff around the house. We have to take advantage of our environment where we are lucky. We're not cooped up somewhere in the Northeast with snow or rain or sleet or it's too, too cold to go outside and exercise. We all have to take advantage of where we live and the opportunities that we have because we know that exercise, we know that getting outside, we know that getting fresh air and sunlight is healthy for us. And we have to force ourselves because we have to every day, every day we have to combat the evil that chronic disease brings us. The obesity, the hypertension, the diabetes, the lung problems, the smoking, all of that. We have to battle it every day. Now, for the program here today, we've been talking about stroke. We've been talking about Randy Lemon, what a marvelous person he was, how much he brought and enriched uh, 
all of our lives. And he beautified our backyard. And that is so, so key that for us to be happy, what is better than looking out to see beautiful flowers, beautiful trees, growing an herb garden, growing a vegetable garden? These things, unfortunately, they they don't you would think with nature it would be a little easier to get tomatoes to grow, but you really have to have a certain insight and understanding. And Randy was always that person that had the advice, the good advice, the solid advice, the authoritative device, uh, the authoritative advice. Can't get my word straight tonight. Uh, that helped us out, and and he will be missed. He has left a legacy of information, a legacy of shows. His Facebook page, which I loved going to, was just full of these tip sheets. And I hope that they stay up as a resource for all of us. But as as you've all heard, Randy died from complications of a stroke. And what I want to do and what I've been doing, and actually I had much more to talk about tonight, but it It's one of those topics that once you get into it, I can't stop. There's just so much information that I want all of you to be aware of. Uh, Since he did have complications of a stroke, it is an excuse in a sense to talk about it from a medical wellness and health standpoint. So we've talked about what a stroke is, the symptoms of a stroke, the FAST the acronym FAST, F-A-S-T, for facial weakness, arm weakness, speech difficulty, and T for time. It is absolutely imperative that at the first sign that somebody has the outward signs of a stroke to call 911 immediately. Do not wait. Do not flip a coin. Do not cross your fingers. Sit in a corner and say, wait a second, I... I just hope this will go away. You know what? Most of the time, it will not, and great damage can develop. We talked about the risk factors for stroke, including heart disease, cholesterol, hypertension, high blood pressure, and obesity and diabetes, carotid disease, okay? The diet and exercise, alcohol, and smoking connection. So it's really important that you understand all of that. Now, when you look at stroke, this is this is no cheap medical condition. We're all nowadays, and we, we always have, but it seems more acute now. The cost of stroke is $53 billion per year. $53 billion of money to take care of people with stroke. Long-term disability is a major, major issue with regard to stroke. African-Americans have a two times as high risk for developing stroke. So if you're, if you're African-American, you have to be looking and say, yeah, I have to be extra careful with regard to stroke. And certainly every 40 seconds, there is somebody that has a stroke And every 3.5 minutes, every three and a half minutes, there is a death from stroke. And so it is uh, something that is very real, about 795,000 strokes per year. So this is a major issue. And, And 
really another important fact is that when you have a stroke, your lifespan is shortened by 9 to 10 years. So these are uh, not pretty numbers. It certainly has a major impact on all of us. And with knowing the risk factors, with knowing the signs and symptoms, no doubt people have asked me, well, is it ever too late to make a change? Absolutely not. N-O, no, you, it is never too late to make a change. The last thing I want to say is with regard to where do you go if you think you are having a stroke? Now, in the greater Houston area, the greater metropolitan Houston, or throughout Texas, or throughout the United States, wherever you are, there are various levels of hospitals. Let's be honest. Some are world-class. Some are not so world-class. When it comes to a stroke, there are various organizing bodies that designate hospitals as a level one stroke center. What you need to do, and I would say do it tonight, make it a family affair. Let's find out where, wherever you live, wherever you're hearing my voice, where is the nearest level one stroke center? Because you want to, God forbid, you are having a stroke that's where you want to go. They have advanced technology. They have neuro ICUs. They have the surgeons, the medical expertise, the nursing care, and the experience. Most of this between a level one, a level two, and a level three is based on the number of stroke cases they see every year. So you want to direct yourself to a level one stroke center here in the greater Houston area. It's going to be Houston Methodist in the Med Center, St. Luke's in the Med Center, Harris Health, the uh, Harris County, and Memorial Hermann. The major hospitals in the Med Center are going to be the level one uh, uh, stroke centers. That is it for tonight. I do hope that you have gained some additional information about stroke. You can look at yourselves and say, am I at risk? That is the key thing. God bless Randy Lemon. We're, we're all going to miss him. And give thanks for the health that you have and the health that you are looking for in 2023. We'll see you next Sunday evening. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.